Hello, and God bless you. This is Pastor Jeremy, and what a delight, as always, to be with you on this Wednesday, uh, January the 27th of 2021. We always consider it a privilege to be able to handle uh, the word and also a big responsibility. We would like to welcome all of our listeners, all of you that are tuning in on this Wednesday. We thank you uh, for joining us today, and uh, I pray, and I'm excited about the Word of God today, and we pray that it will touch you and minister to your heart. Uh, today, uh, two out of the three amigos are here, <laughs> our, our dear <laughs> brother Marty, our dear brother Marty, or, or, or you can call us the three musketeers, whatever whatever sounds funnier, right? But uh, definitely we miss, uh, we have the absence of our dear brother Marty, who is attending to things this week, and I want you to, uh, as the day goes by, to please uh, consider them and, and pray for them, pray for their family uh, and, and and all that they do and just, just things that, and, and decisions that I, they probably have to make, but that we, we pray for them and we lift them up today. But we definitely miss our brother. He is the, the catalyst in, in the sense of, of these studies. But um, uh, today... Uh, this week, the responsibility has fallen upon, upon Brother Fernando and myself to continue to take this word. And again, as always, right, Brother Fernando, it's, it's, it's a responsibility and an honor. Yes. Uh, it's an honor, but yet a responsibility uh, to take this type of platform and, and preach the word. You know, yesterday, uh, Brother Fernando, we had a, a tremendous uh, study on Matthew 1 and the things that were were brought out concerning uh it really touched me you know uh, I, I had never thought about it that way the book of the generations how the how the, the the gospel in the new testament begins with the book of the generations of jesus christ the son of david and the son of abraham and we were able to uh, as you mentioned uh to examine uh, the son of david uh, speaks about an everlasting kingdom hallelujah and yes. and the son of abraham speaks about the beginning and, and, and yeah. we went to Genesis where we studied how to Ab to Abraham was given right the 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 revelation of the captivity in uh for Israel Egypt. In Egypt and right and it was tremendous the thing so I'm I'm looking forward to uh to continuing uh I know God has something for us and God has pressed placed something fresh in your heart that uh, has been in your spirit and I, and I believe God is gonna going to move today. So um, I'll give it to you now, Brother Fernando, to share what God has placed in your heart as we continue to discuss and study the Word of God together. Amen. You, uh, Pastor Jeremy, yeah, we are definitely praying for our brother. Uh, he's my big brother, Brother Marty. Love him <laughs> with all my heart and, he, and his family, beautiful family, who have been a, an incredible blessing, uh, a wealth of experience and and uh yes. you know spiritual experience you know for for myself and, and pastor jeremy uh sister yes. debbie uh the girls uh you know they're, they're special to our heart and we want to thank you for the prayers uh to the listeners of those that 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 um you know hit their knees and prayed for for the family uh, we can definitely yes. sense the prayers and we know that god is up to something and he will be glorified um, mm, so we want to yes. thank you for that from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, you know, Brother Marty may not be here, but he's here in spirit. 
And uh, yes. uh, so I tell you, man of God, if you're listening, we love you. And uh, we're yeah. walking down the fort. So uh, <laughs> we had a yeah. tremendous, tremendous time uh, in the podcast laying down some groundwork um, and, and looking at things uh, in the first gospel of the New Testament, the gospel of Matthew. And as we've been, you know, talking and going uh, along in these podcasts, uh, some of you are getting a hang of how we're uh, seeing Scripture as the Scripture tells us to see it and to properly divide it and to unlock Scripture. The Bible gives us keys, keys. Those verses that we always mention to you, uh, the listener, uh, we, we need to pay attention to these verses because there's keys in, in, by, that are left by the Holy Spirit to teach us how to unlock Scripture and how to glean from Scripture the prophetic things of God, right? We 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 spoke about First Corinthians chapter ten, where the Apostle Paul tells uh, the Church of Corinth, and not just the Church of Corinth, but an end time generation to to whom the ends of the worlds are come to, that they need to pay attention to the story of the Exodus, because the story of the Exodus is prophetic in nature and it, in it, 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 it is encapsulated or entails uh, what will take place at the end of time. And, and, and we, we are given a broad or larger picture of prophetic events in the book of Exodus up to that point. And as we go forth in history after the Exodus, we begin to see prophecy opening up more and more and more and more. And when we get to the beginning of Jesus' ministry, uh, as Christ, the Son of God, is manifested in the flesh at the opening of the New Testament, uh, we see that that same prophetic parallel and types and shadows that we saw in the in, in the book of Exodus unfolding. And we're going to try to get into that and, and with the help of the Holy Spirit, unlock these mysteries that are hidden in Scripture. Uh, they're really in plain sight, but the carnal mind cannot understand these things, right? They are revealed to us by the Spirit. Uh, and the Apostle Paul tells the Church of Corinth that they need to look into this story. They need to look into these things. Why? These things happened unto them, he said. To them. To who? The generation that left Egypt in the Exodus, right, and, and murmured and tested God. Right? And Jesus, in type and shadow, at the beginning of his ministry, he is fulfilling the very things where Israel of old failed in. He is the, the, the Passover. He yeah. is the sinless, spotless Lamb of God. He is the Word of God incarnated, manifested in the flesh. He is the law keeper. He yes. is the law. He is the Word of God. Amen. So we, we, he says, these things happen unto them, and they are written, and they are written for our admonition. Right. They're there to warn us, to help us out so that we don't fall into the same uh, situation that they fell into and commit the sins that they committed. And the greatest sin of all and the greatest tragedy of all is that that generation that left Egypt did not enter the promised land except Joshua and Caleb, a remnant of sorts, right? Um, and so they're written for our admonition to whom the ends of the world are come to. So he's telling an end time generation, take heed to this story because it's going to repeat itself in your time. And what's fascinating is that we see the same parallel, we see the same template in the in the opening of the New Testament. We see an Exodus type and shadow 
being fulfilled by Christ, the only difference is that he is the Lamb of God. He is the Passover, right? He is mm -hmm. our heavenly Moses and our heavenly Joshua. Amen? He is yeah. all those things that the Old Testament spoke about. I think 1 Corinthians chapter 3 speaks about that, that, that uh, um, you know, in the Old Testament, uh, you know, the people couldn't understand these things like we do now in the Old Testament because there was a veil, right, uh, between them, like Moses' veil when he came down from the mountain. Well, that veil is removed in Christ. And, and, and we can look back into the Old Testament unveiled, and we can see the, the revelation of Jesus Christ, because it's all the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? It's, it's, it's all revealing the plan of God, right? Again, it, yes. it's from ancient times, declaring the things that are not yet done, declaring the end from the beginning, the prophet Isaiah said in Isaiah 46, verse 10, right? So, so we mm -hmm. see that we can look back into the Old Testament. As, as old, the old-time preachers used to say, the Old Testament is the New Testament concealed in the in the new testament is the old testament revealed mm, right yeah. we yeah. have to understand one thing we, we have to be very careful that we don't just study scripture uh or prophecy as just something that's thematic or a subject matter because that's how scripture and prophecy is being treated right the truth of the matter is prophecy is not just about timing of end time events prophecy is the eternal unfolding plan of Jesus Christ and the revelation of Jesus Christ on the earth. The key to understanding scripture, understand this, it's not to gain knowledge or to know a lot. That's a Pharisee spirit. Jesus said, you search the scripture for in them you think you have eternal life, but you fail to realize that they are they which speak of me. The key to understanding scripture is finding Christ. Right? And not just Christ, but in it, when you find Christ, then you will find the unfolding eternal plan of Jesus Christ on the earth. That's what the Apostle Paul called the, the mystery of the gospel, the why, the who, the when. Right? Scripture answers all these questions for us. And the truth of the matter is, to really get a sense of, of, of the eternal plan of God to begin to understand it, you have to go back before the uh, time and space, before the creation of mankind, before the dawn of, uh, of, 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 of this planet of mankind. You have to go back to eternity past because that's where a rebellion started, and that's what Scripture seems to be telling us because the Bible speaks a lot about uh, uh, um, things that took place before the foundation of the earth. Right, mm -hmm. the lamb was slain yeah. before the foundation of the earth. Right, the plan of God was planned before me and you were even created, but was manifested in our time. We understood the eternal plan of God in our time as it was revealed, right, in time and space yeah. two thousand years ago. Right. But 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 it was being revealed to to His service in Old Testament, right. Here little, there little. You know, uh, Hebrews 1 speaks about that, that he spoke to, 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 through his prophets and his servants times. Through, in, to, through sundry, sundry times and diverse ways. But now in these last days, he's spoken unto us through his son, Jesus. 
right? So we, we need to find Christ. We need to, to, to understand the eternal unfolding plan of Christ as, as is declared in the gospel. Right. And really, Even, and really like, like, like Brother Marty always says, from Genesis to Revelation, uh, so, so the whole book, the whole book, the whole right. Bible is one prophecy. That's right. It's one person. Right. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. No, I was just going to say, and even in, in words, we get clues that he's talking about the beginning, like words like the iniquity, the great transgression. All of these are tied up to what happened at the beginning. So as you said, the, yes. the Bible continuous tells us to look there to understand what's coming, our future, right? To understand the yes. problem, the whole why humanity. It's more than, you know, and uh, it's more than, oh, you know, Jesus came to, to, you know, to die on the cross to save me of my sins. And, and that is true. We have a great salvation. But to just limit it to that, it, it's almost, it almost becomes almost as selfish, not understanding that the blood of Jesus not only <laughs> forgave you, it 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 purified it, it reconciled the it reconciled Recon the whole world. Colossians says that's the cosmos. The cosmos, right? yeah. Th th that's not just earth. That's just everything in earth, under the earth, everywhere, including the heavens. We never, as, as you always say, right? We always think about heaven as a beautiful place, and it is streets of gold and so forth. But it is there where sin started right where the rebellion took place in that place we call heaven so that's what we have to yeah. understand you know the <laughs> these things we can only understand these things number one by the spirit of god but as we know what took place in the beginning as, as we always quote in isaiah 46 he reveals the end from the beginning principle right Correct, and and uh, yeah, absolutely. So we, that's what scripture seems to be implying and indicating um, is trying to reveal unto us this great mystery of why, you know, it necessitated the Son of God to come to this earth and manifest Himself and deal with this Leviathan that uh, the Book of Job calls, um, and 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 die on the cross, right, and take the power. From this creature, this this fallen uh, uh, creation, uh, God's you know highest creation. He sealed up the sum, right? The Bible says he was perfect in beauty and wisdom. He, he was a, he was a son of God, right? So yeah. so this is this is what's taking place, and 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 uh, again this this is this is how the Holy Spirit is teaching us. We have to understand these things because it's all culminating at the end of time. It's a showdown of a rebellion that started in eternity past that has been playing itself out, you know, through great despots like Pharaoh and Moses in type and shadow. That's the showdown of Christ and and, and the Antichrist, you know, the son of perdition whom the, the, the Satan will possess. And, you know, we see it in, with Daniel and, and uh, um and, and Nebuchadnezzar, we see it with Job and, and his, his, his struggle with the unseen realm where Satan, you know, is is uh, causing all kinds of chaos in his life and so forth and so on. You see, you see the types and shadow throughout history. And then we're going to get into King Herod um, where, you know, he's 
possessed with the very same spirit that Pharaoh was possessed, right? So we see a repeat of the Exodus taking place. Again, the whole word of God is one prophecy. Remember, the book of Revelation says, um, it says that blessed is he that read it and they that hear the words of this prophecy in Revelation chapter 1, verse 3, and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. Well, you know, I used to read that and, and think, well, that's just the book of Revelation. There's a blessing for it. But then when you get to Revelation 19, 10, it says the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. So is the testimony of Jesus Christ just the book of Revelation? No. It is the whole Bible. The whole Bible must be understood prophetically. There's a, there's a blessing in reading and hearing the words of this prophecy. The whole Bible is a prophecy that is being revealed and unfolding in our day, which is marvelous to understand that God would, would choose us, will purchase us to reveal the mysteries of God that were once hidden, God, but are now revealed unto his church and made known unto powers and principalities. Right. We, are, we are the recipients of this incredible heavenly information that is being dispensed unto the church first so that we can have uh, so to speak, a a kind of kind of like a uh, uh, a head start on things before they come, right? Uh, we're, we're being warned, right? They're written for our admonition, so that we will not be caught unawares, but so that we can be like the wise men who went to who followed the star and found the exact precise location. Of where Jesus was at. Amen? Wow. That's what the Lord is doing right now. He's speaking to his people, those that are wise. Those are the ones that will have understanding according to Daniel 12. I think uh, verse 10, if I'm not mistaken, the wise will have understanding in the last days. They will know where Jesus is. They will know what the prophecies are saying. They will look up to the heavens. They will see the signs in the stars and in the planet. They will see. Just like the Lord told Abraham, right? We spoke about it yesterday in, in uh, Genesis 15, right? That's why the, the book of Matthew, and we're going to get into chapter 2 of Matthew uh, uh, right after this. Um, but, but there's a reason why the Lord takes us to Matthew right? or to, to, the, to, to Abraham in Genesis 15, 5, where it says, and he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall thy seed be. There was the promise of Messiah. The seed was Messiah. Yeah, it spoke of all of us who would come through Jesus Christ, who would be sons of Jesus Christ, but it spoke of Jesus Christ. But he tells them something very interesting, that the wise men understood hundreds of years later as they followed the star, the Lord told Abraham, listen, I want you to look at, look at the, the heavens. Tell the stars, number them. It doesn't mean just count them, one, two, three, four, five. The word number literally means 
to 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 look at them and study them intensely. Take tally of their movements. Right? Take tally of their movements because in it, in their movements, whenever you know, whenever there's there's conjunctions in the heavens, when there's alignments of the planets and the stars, it is it is unlocking and unleashing revelation upon the earth concerning his coming. And Brother Marty put it perfectly. It's like the heavens are set up like a time clock. And whenever, whenever the alignments happen in, in, in the heavens and, and each planet uh, represents something, each, each, each star represents something, right, um, and so forth and so on, when, when they align a certain way, it speaks to us about something that's going to happen upon the earth. And, and it lets us know uh, hidden prophecy and hidden revelation that has never been known before. What he told Job, and we did a series on it, uh, uh, the ordinance of heaven. He said, do you know the ordinance of heaven? He said, can thou set the dominion thereof in the earth? That's a powerful statement. Can you? He's basically saying, can you set up this whole... All, the, all, can you set up all these stars and all these planets in the universe? Can you set them up to 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 align themselves in a timely, perfect, perfect manner, so that it reveals and manifests the eternal will of God in the earth? My God. Only God can do that. Only Jesus can do that. That's why we look up to the heavens. We have to agree and believe that there is a God, that there is a creator. That's why we always end the the, the podcast, right? And and I'm kind of going off here, but I believe it's the Lord. You know, we always end the program by saying what, Pastor? You always say it. Keep, keep, Keep looking up. Looking up. Amen. Look up, for your redemption draws nigh. So with all that said and, and, and uh, you know, just laying some groundwork there, uh, we laid some extensive groundwork yesterday. We're going to get into uh, Scripture quickly. And uh, uh, I feel the Lord wants to reveal certain things um, in, in his word. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 2. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 10, Pastor, in Jesus' name. Amen. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor, that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently 
what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Amen. Exceeding great joy. That's what I want. Amen. That's what we're sensing, exceeding great joy, because we have found the one. We know that he is coming. We see the signs. Amen. And we spoke yesterday how, how Matthew opens up uh, with with giving us a prophetic key to understanding the New Testament and 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 to understanding uh, prophetic types and shadows. Uh, we read in chapter 1 where it says the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 1, the son of David, the son of Abraham. We... we we spoke yesterday how by by the Holy Spirit giving us these keys, the son of David, the son of Abraham, it was like the Lord was saying, look, I'm declaring the end from the beginning, right? David speaks of the end. It's what the Lord will do when he comes back to to earth, right? The, the word of God tells us that that the, the angel of the Lord told Mary that the Lord, that Jesus would be great, that he would be called the son of the highest. Right? And that the Lord will give him the throne of David. He will reign forever. There will be no end of his throne. That's what's coming. That's why things are being contested in this planet. Right? It's all prophetic. But in order to understand prophecy, in order to understand what's, what, what would transpire in chapter 2 of Matthew, he says you have to go to study the, the story of Abraham. And it was to Abraham in chapter 15 of Genesis that the Exodus was revealed. He saw the 400 years of captivity of slavery that the people of Israel would be in in Egypt. And also, not just that, but the Lord showed him, showed him how to begin to prepare himself and how to study prophecies by looking up to the heavens, by counting the stars, by numbering the stars, by taking tally of the stars, by by taking meticulous uh, 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 notes of the movement of the constant, uh, of of the planets and so forth and so on, and 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 this information the Bible says that He taught them to His children, and we see here that you have Gentile men, three wise men, with the understanding of how to unlock revelation by studying the heavens. These were wise men. They understood how, how, how it was through the teachings of Daniel that the Lord was speaking to the earth by declaring his, 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 his uh, revelation in the heavens, the revelation of Jesus Christ, the coming of the Messiah. This is incredible, right? And, and, and so forth and so on. So we, we see here that, that the Lord shows Abraham how to, to understand these things. He, he, he gives him the prophecy of, of the coming Messiah that, that the Messiah would come through his seed, right? Jesus right. would come 
the Son of God will be manifested in the flesh. All right, this is so powerful. All right, because when we open the New Testament, we're like, well, this is a nice story of Jesus and, and baby Jesus' birth, you know, and he came. No, no, it's more than a literally, he came. That's right. Jesus came. That's why when you study the scripture from, from you know, the what the Lord has been showing us this past year that that was was taking place on the earth is a picture of what took place before the foundation of the earth with the rebellion of Lucifer and the third part of his angels, all because of Jesus Christ. That is who Satan hates. That is who the world hates. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the and the prophecy was given in the Garden of Eden. And the devil tried everything to do, everything, to stop the manifestation of the Son of God. But he couldn't. He came. He manifested himself. The word became flesh. Amen. Mm-hmm. So we see that the, the gospel opens up by keying us to prophecy. Right. By by the Holy Spirit telling us study study Abraham, study David. You're gonna find Daniel. something incredible Daniel. concerning the unfolding eternal plan of God. Amen. Even yes. even the last verses in chapter one ends in this way in, in, in verse twenty three or verse twenty two. Look look what it says. Now all this was done. Yeah. Right, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, prophecy, saying, "Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name, Hallelujah, Emmanuel." Oh, yeah. Being interpreted as God with us, yes. he came. He came and dwelt amongst men. He 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 he, he visited us. It's prophecy being revealed. The whole Bible is prophecy being revealed. The the Gospels are his words. The four Gospels are his words. And when you get into Matthew 2, it's quite interesting that four times you read the statement as it was written by the prophet or as it was said by the prophet. Four times, which tells us that, you know, number four is the number of the Gospels, that the Gospel is prophecy being revealed, amen, and we're going to try to get into it right now, uh, into what the Lord is showing us concerning prophecy being revealed and prophecy replaying itself. Yes. Right? Brother Fernandez. Are you going to say something, brother? Go ahead, brother. Yes. In in chapter one, we see the mention of son of David and son of Abraham, which links us back to those prophetic times, right? The kingdom of David shall be everlasting. The son of Abraham, the revelation was given to him about the forthcoming of the uh, captivity in Egypt. But we also see prophecy in verse one of chapter two. And, and the connection is to Daniel. <laughs> the prophet Daniel, Correct. because when it speaks point. of the wise men from the east of Jerusalem, again, the Bible is taking us back to prophetic times. 
that is linked directly to what the teachings of Daniel. And I don't know of another man, uh, 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 aside from the book of Revelation, that speaks of the Antichrist in such a manner like Daniel. And that's what we're going to see it from hit, really what chapter two is going to be, what we're going to be studying. I'm excited too. All the, 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 the groundwork where, you know, you're laying, it's going to be from that perspective too, right? In, in many ways, you know, but again, we're speaking about prophecy. Chap, verse one, chapter two connects us to prophecy. The wise men are connected to the prophet Daniel. And, and I just thought that was pretty interesting. You're right. And those are those trigger words, right? Wise. Right, uh, Matthew 25, the wise virgins, Daniel declared that the wise would have understanding in the end times. And, and again, we know that the wise men uh, that came from the east, these were the sons of, of, the, uh, of the men who, who, whose lives Daniel saved. When yes. Nebuchadnezzar right, gave that strong decree that if nobody could interpret his dream and tell him what he had dreamt, that they was going to kill him. Right. And and, da right. and Daniel uh, sought the Lord for understanding and 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 the dream and the interpretation of it, and those men were spared. And because right. of it, they they had a strong love for Daniel. And the, and yes. Daniel taught these men. And yes. they taught their children. Hallelujah! These men Hallelujah. speak of the yeah. Gentile church. They speak of me right. and you. Right. So absolutely, he, 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 there's those trigger those trigger words that we need to pay attention to. Remember, we're, we're trying to sh reveal prophecy as the Holy Spirit has given it to us, but also we're trying to teach the body of Christ how it is that we study yes. Scripture correctly. That's right. Right? Even even Jesus in, in Matthew 24, the, the chapter you just mentioned, well, you mentioned 25, but also in 24, around the verse 13, 14, or 15 is when he says, to to stop and read. Jesus tells the people, read. When you see these things happening, right, talking about prophecy, the end times, read the book of Daniel. And, and that's in that's essence right. what, what chapter chapter 2 of, of Matthew is connecting us. It's connecting us to that prophetic time because they are linked, as you said. These were the sons of the survivors that survived uh, because of Daniel, right, in the times of Daniel. Mm -hmm. But they were in debt to him, and they studied his prophecies. This is we're talking about not ten years ago, twenty years ago from there. This was hundreds of years ago. They had been faithful in mm -hmm. studying the things that Daniel revealed to them and how to study these things. And, and and that's good that you said that it's not just learning, oh, here's prophecy, it's learning how to see the Bible. We have to be students of the word of God. And as you said, these are trigger words that whenever they're there, they're there to take us, to link us to something. That's what prophecy is. Yes. It's the, the it, it, uh, what, do you, what do we call it? A cycle, right? Of something right. that took place that will take place again and again. Everything leading us to the end of time. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, uh, these wise men are a witness to us today that these men throughout the years from, from, you know, handed down from their fathers from generation to generation. They took meticulous, you know, uh, notes of, of, you know, the movement in the heavens of, of, of the planets and stars. And so they they were very diligent. But they were looking for one thing in particular. 
or prophecy. Mm. It's this, this particular mm. star that would announce that the Messiah had come. Now, yes. what is it that we're looking for as believers? What is it that we are looking for when we study scripture? Right? I mean, think about it. Just go turn on Christian television. Everything is so how to be your best self, how to prosper in your job, you know, right. how to overcome your enemies. And, you know, uh, I mean, you go down the list. It's all self-help messages right. preached by these pseudo-Christian gurus, right? Hmm. They don't know Jesus. They don't speak about his coming. I mean, think about it. What what is it that we study scripture for? You know, how to how to become a better person. You know, you can fall into that trap where you read scripture uh just so you can become a better person. You miss out on Jesus. You're not trying to see who he is. It's only when you when you seek scripture, when you find him, then you will realize who you are meant to be when you realize who he is. Right. Right. One thing is to only know then about you'll him. Realize, only then you'll realize how short you come, right? How, how short you fall. Right. How much you need him. That's right. Amen. Go ahead, Pastor. No, one thing, is, one thing is to know about him. Another thing is to know him. One thing is to talk about him. Another thing is to talk to him. Two differences, mm. right? I want to know him. I don't want to know about him. We need to know him. And and yeah. and as as you said, these 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 wise men were looking for one thing, <laughs> one person. They were looking for yeah. Jesus, and, and that's a that's a tremendous question to ask this morning, right? What are we looking for in these scriptures? How to get better? How to prosper? How to how to be a better you? Or are we searching for Him? That has to be our goal. That has to be our desire. That I may know, or, or read, or read, or read Isaiah forty-five and find out that, uh, uh, you know, President Trump is Cyrus. <laughs> you know, <laughs> incredible what people search scripture for, right? True. The truth true. of the matter is, uh, Cyrus is a, is a type of Christ. He's the only Gentile king that is uh, that is uh, a type of Christ in a way, right? Right. Uh, it's not speaking right. about a president. So, <clears throat> um, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you, you get the point, right? Uh, what are yeah. we looking for in Scripture? That's right. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. Amen. So let's jump right into this a little deeper here. So there's in chapter 2 of Matthew, just to lay a, uh, some more groundwork, and, and, you know, we have to. We have to lay groundwork because... This is why a lot of the modern day church is where it's at, right? In Matthew five, the Bible says that Jesus went up to the mountain. He opened his mouth and taught the people, hmm. right? Why? Because they didn't have proper teaching. He spoke at such a deep level, and this is this is what was being contested. This is what the devil did not want for the Son of God to open its mouth and speak. <laughs> mm. Amen. For Jesus to speak. He's the word. Right? 
And so we have four particular uh, characters, uh, or, 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 or yeah, four characters in 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 this particular account here. We have King Herod, who's a type of antichrist, who's possessed, satanically possessed, and and is filled with rage because uh, there's uh, a new king who's who's going to rival him, right? And and he feels that he's going to be a threat. But Jesus didn't come for this world to be his kingdom. He came to set up a kingdom that cannot be seen, a kingdom in the hearts of men and women where he can be worshipped, where he can be, uh, uh, you know, revered. And we have also the religious establishment that King Herod called upon concerning the prophecies of the birth of Messiah. We have also the wise men who are a type of the church, a type of the Gentiles, right? Uh, they're a type of the church in the end times, and you have Joseph, who's a type of Israel. All right? So we have these four uh, characters here um, that, that represent something prophetic that will transpire in the end times. Now let's jump right into it. When we get into this account, it's, it's quite amazing, right? We have the introduction of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And, and 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 the declaration to the planet to all of us that he's come that the son of god has come he's here to deal with sin he's here to deal with the one in whom sin was found first in he's here to deal with the enemy for this cause was the son of man manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy so John tells us, he came to this earth to deal with this sin issue here in the earth where, where it originated with Lucifer. He's come to this earth on a mission. He's literally warring. He's in a war, but not the kind of war that me and you think of. This is a... a, 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 a a war that he had to be judicial in and lawful in to win back what the enemy had, to take back what the enemy had, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. By living a perfect life, by, live, by being that perfect sacrifice and being re resurrected on the third day by the power of God, the resurrection power, and because of that, he's given all power in heaven and earth. Right. It was a war that was manifesting itself here in the earth. That's why it says that 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 he began to preach to the kings of kingdoms of darkness, repent for the kingdom of a new kingdom is here. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. And those who sat in the in the region of darkness saw a great light. A light sprang up. An announcement was being made in, in, in the next chapter, Matthew 3, that, that, that the Son of God had come. And he was about to settle things. That was a war declaration that was made when Jesus said, Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Hallelujah. 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 There's nothing that causes more havoc to the kingdom of God than the preaching of the gospel. 
Glory to God. It is the greatest weapon. Why? Because it saves men. It reveals Jesus Christ. It reveals to mankind that he is the Savior. And we see that when Jesus, uh, uh, you know, is born, we see that there's a king by the name of Herod who's in power, full of the devil. Right. He, he sets forth a decree to kill every child under two years old. Now, remember, we spoke about the Exodus. We spoke about Passover. We spoke about how 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 in order to understand scripture prophetically concerning uh, what's happened in ancient times, what happened in Christ's day, and is happening and will happen in our day. In order to understand that, we have to understand uh, these, these, these trigger events, these stories that the Apostle Paul tells the Church of Corinth that they have to, they have to look into and study and, 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 and meditate on. We see, in essence, the very same spirit, the spirit of Satan that was moving in Pharaoh, now moving in King Herod. Matthew 2 opens up, Matthew chapter 2 opens up with intense persecution. Think about that now. Matthew chapter 2 opens up with intense persecution. And we have a dictator, this despot, demon-possessed, satanically possessed king in power. We have so it seems the religious leadership of Israel is in his pocket. Whenever he calls, they go. They are completely sold out and controlled by the spirit of that age, the king of that age, and they have aligned themselves with political powers to ultimately stop the coming of Messiah. We have the wise men who are being led of the Spirit. And we have jo Josh, uh, Joseph as well being led of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading them in every decision that they have to make. All this speaks of what will happen in the end times and what is already beginning to happen. A new king is in power, right? We spoke about that in Exodus chapter 1. A king that does not know Joseph. And he will set up taskmasters. To, to bring affliction to the people. And we spoke about how all that speaks of this, of this, uh, uh, this, this antichrist system that is beginning to be set up that will ultimately give way to the manifestation of the Son of Man, a new king. Right? It, what's, be, what's coming our way, church, as, the, as, as, as Jesus is coming soon, we are going to begin to see intense persecution. We're already seeing it. Now, I'm talking about this nation now. We haven't seen intense persecution. And the truth of the matter is the church in America is not ready for it, nor do they want it. Right? But we have the wise men who are being led of the Spirit to find Jesus. Right? So, so, so we see in type of shadow, uh, King Herod is a type of of uh, of of Pharaoh, right? 
And, and we know what happened in, in the Exodus where, where Pharaoh says, you know, the people are growing, they're multiplying, they're prospering, and, and they're too many. And the, the truth of the matter is, if they keep growing like this, they can turn on me and, and a great war will break out and we'll end up losing. So we see that Pharaoh saw the children of Israel as a threat, a political threat to his power. And he's also being advised by his own wizards and soothsayers concerning the prophecies of a deliverer, of Moses. We see the same picture in, 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 in Matthew chapter 2 where King Herod goes to the religious leaders of, of, of the nation, the wizards, as Isaiah called them, of his day. Right? That's, that's really what false prophets are. They're diviners. They're wizards. They knew about the prophecy, but they couldn't find Jesus. Isn't that a picture of today's preachers? They know prophecy. They write pro books on prophecies. But, but, but if we told them where Jesus is at, they can't find him. They don't know where he is. And for 400 years, this kind of leadership led the nation of Israel that gave way to a King Herod who was now ruling them. And the people were not properly taught concerning the coming of Messiah. But the wise knew. Amen. The wise knew. Hallelujah. The wise will know. So we see that, that Jesus is looked at as a political threat by King Herod. The birth of Messiah makes him very uncomfortable. Yes. And he's filled with rage and with madness and with the devil. And he, he, he sets forth a decree that every child under two years old must be killed in Israel. Think about that. The first time we hear in scripture of a slaughter of children of this kind is in the Exodus. Where, where the, the baby boys of the Jewish uh, mothers and fathers are, are killed and thrown into the Nile River and fed to these crocodiles. Yeah. But we see that, that the Lord is speaking to Moses' family and they're being led on how to save the child who would be the deliverer of the nation of Israel and how he would go face-to-face -face with this demon-possessed, despot called Pharaoh and deal with him directly. That's exactly a picture of what will take place at the end of time. Our heavenly Moses is coming down. Our heavenly Moses is coming down to deal with the Pharaoh of our day. The Pharaoh that is the Antichrist that's, that, that's, that's, that's soon to come. He's in the wings. Now think about this for a moment. The Bible declares to us, now when Jesus, in verse 1, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Of all places, Jerusalem 
Think about this for a moment. Jerusalem was now being controlled. The city of God, where the temple was, where his presence once dwelt. His presence was no longer there. The religious leaders of Israel completely have sold their souls to the spirit of the age, to Rome. King Herod rules the region. The people are not prepared for the coming of the Lord. 400 years of, of no voice from the, clo- from the close of Malachi to the opening of, of uh, the book of Matthew. Just like in Moses' day. Right, the children of Israel was it was prophesied to Abraham that they would be in slavery four hundred years. And at the end of four hundred years, the Lord would send a deliverer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord would send Moses. Jerusalem had become a habitation of the spirit of the age. Wow, really? Jerusalem of all places? Absolutely. This is what has been transpiring throughout the generations. The Apostle Paul said that the mystery of iniquity does already work, the mysterion that has been passed down through, through, through generations, this Luciferian religious shadow religion had made its home in Jerusalem. Why? To make sure that the Son of God would not be born, that the Son of God would not be manifested, that the Son of God would not begin his earthly ministry. I want to stop here for a moment. I want to get into a few things here concerning what I just said, that I made a statement there that Jerusalem had become the habitation of satanic, Right, as, as as the Bible says concerning Mystery Babylon, right? Mystery Babylon, the habitation of devils and a, a foul spirit and of and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. That's what Jerusalem had become when Jesus comes that shows up to the scene. We see this slaughter. We see we see this intense persecution that comes at the at the hand of King Herod, right? Uh, uh, tradition calls it the, the, the massacre of the innocent. And if you study that massacre, they say it was so bloody. It's one of the bloodiest massacres that you, that you ever heard of. The cries were heard throughout the city of, 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 of children dying. This is the intense persecution that that is satanic in nature, which tells us that that's what the city of Jerusalem was under. Think about that for a moment. The great city, Jerusalem, now become the habitation of, 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 of devils. Didn't Jesus say to the religious leadership of his day that, that, that their father was Satan himself? And Jesus started his, his ministry all throughout Israel. Demon possessions of the of the lives that they had never seen before. 
dealing with ancient spirits that they had never dealt with. Remember that the child that, that was possessed of a spirit and the spirit would throw him into the fire or into the water. He would drown himself or, 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 or he would try to drown himself or burn himself. And, and, and Jesus dealt with the spirit and he said to his disciples, this kind of spirit, this kind of spirit is different. You can't just deal with it like any other spirit. It doesn't come out but without fasting and praying. You're dealing here with ancient spirits that have manifested themselves in my holy city, in my holy nation. Did you want to say something, Pastor? It's, it's the same thing today. That yes. is the same spirit that has captivated more, more exclusively this young generation. That story you were talking about was a young man. Think about how much, how, look at of all the demon possessions that the, that the Bible speaks about in the Gospels that Jesus had to confront on a daily basis. And most of these that were possessed were mostly, to me, a representation of a young generation, right? As a whole, it's the same spirit it's a murderous spirit. It's a spirit that is moving, that, as you said, it, it's moved throughout the ages, throughout history, throughout the empires. You know, as, as, you know, as we spoke before, right, seeking to find a place to settle, right? But we know it's been yeah. moving. And in, the, and in these last days, it's a spirit that has come upon and sitting upon our nation. Not at, not at his, as it's, final destination but it's here right now and look at the destruction it has brought to our nation bringing it to yeah. its knees that's amazing what you're talking about that's what jesus saw that's what jesus had to confront in his time what you're talking about is that is that caliber if you want to say it or that the intensity of that spirit moving in his time, trying to stop, as you said, Jesus from being born. And when he couldn't do, do that, from manis, manifesting himself, right? Everything yeah. he can in his powers. That is the same spirit of Antichrist that is moving even now, trying to stop the second coming. Trying to stop, you know, the generation from believing in him. Powerful. You know the 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 name. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here. The name, the great city, is giving is given to two uh, is given in two to two uh, entities. I guess you could call it. Um, the, the name, the great city, is given to to uh, the New Jerusalem in the Book of Revelation, that great city, but also Mystery Babylon. It's called right. the great city, right? right? When when John sees the new Jerusalem come down from God out of heaven, that great city, it is to dwell amongst men. God is inhabiting man, is dwelling with man, right? right? The same thing applies to Mystery Babylon. Mm. It is a hab Mystery Babylon is a habitation 
that the devil, Satan himself, is trying to create in the earth. He's trying to dwell with his people in the earth, a habitation. That's what Mystery Babylon is all about, the Mysterion. He's always sought empires throughout history to bring about this habitation, this Mystery Babylon, right, where he can dwell in the earth as God will really uh, inhabit a man and Person inhabit a people. Right. Yeah, right. To, to create a habitation for himself. How do we know that? Right? Well, he right. tried to do it through Pharaoh. He's a type of antichrist. Mm-hmm. Right? But it, the Lord didn't allow the fulfillment of what the end times are speaking about, about the 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 manifestation of the of the man of sin, right? right? Where he will bring this about, he will set up a kingdom here that will right. be short lived because the King of Kings is going to come and destroy his kingdom, right? right. He, he tried it through Nebuchadnezzar, Nimrod, he, he, through the Medo, through the Medo Persians, through Nim, yep, as far as Nimrod, you, Alexander the Great. You know, we have King Herod, who's a type of Antichrist yes. here as well. And we have, you go in, back in history, you have dictators, demon-possessed men, satanically-possessed men, you know, the Hitlers of the world, the, the Stalins of the world, you know, the Mussolinis, mm-hmm. all these are Antichrists that, 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 that yes. you know, that ultimately came against God's people, right? right? Mao, you, you name it. He's always trying to establish a habitation in the earth. So you have two kind of habitations, right? You have the Lord's habitation. That's what the temple was there for, for him to, to, to dwell amongst his people. Now we are the temple of God, and he inhabits Hallelujah. us, right? We are his temple. Um, go, go, to, go to Revelation 17 quickly here, and we're going to get back to uh, Matthew chapter or chapter two verse one. I wanted to bring out a point though. This is this is so that we can understand what's um, verse or chapter seventeen verse one. So we can understand what's being played out here prophetically. If we have eyes to see, very critical. I think. Uh, I think. Amen. Uh, and you can Amen. read up to verse six. Okay. From chapter 17, verse 1 through 6 of the book of Revelation yes. says. And then jump and over came, to verse 18. Okay. And then jump Both over to verse 18. 18, yeah. Okay. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and perils, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. 
and upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth. Verse 6? Yes. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. Verse 18, uh, and then you said uh, chapter 18, verse 1? Uh, no, uh, verse 18 from chapter 17. Same chapter, verse oh, 18. Yes, yes. Okay, here we go. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. So we see that the woman, he, he clears something up to, to John. He says, that woman which thou sawest is that great city. It is a city, right? Just like the New Jerusalem is called the great city. The woman that thou saw is, is the great city. Mystery Babylon the great, the mother of harlots, the abominations of the earth. How do you identify Mystery Babylon? Verse 6 says, and I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wonder with great admiration. You can identify Mystery Babylon, the spirit of it, moving through, through, through satanically inspired kings when these kings begin to kill the saints of God and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. Who they're trying to kill is really Jesus. But when Jesus is in you, they will kill you too or attempt to kill you. That's what identifies Mystery Babylon. We see the same spirit moving through Herod. Yeah. And Jerusalem has become a habitation of this spirit. Think about that for a moment. <laughs> I know this is strong stuff. All right? But again, remember, Mystery Babylon the great city has always looked throughout history to set a habitation. He it attempted it with Pharaoh, you know, and we went down a list, uh, Nimrod and Nebuchadnezzar. You go down a list of all the types of Antichrist, right, uh, and so forth and so on. He hasn't been able to accomplish that, Satan, that is. Now, why do I say it's a habitation? Because uh, Revelation 18 tells us that. Uh, Revelation 18 Verse 2, Pastor Jeremy, um, and then um, you can go to verse 10 after that, jump to verse 10. Verse 2 and verse 10. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils. There and the is. hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Notice what his intent is. Right? Hmm. It's fallen. Why? Because it's become the habitation of devils. A habitation. It's looking for a place to abide. To to to, to abide or, or kind of a landing spot. That will bring about this end-time antichrist system. 
You got, do you see that? The that habitation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I so mean, it says, look at what it has. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Pastor. No, no, go, go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll finish my thought when you're done. Pretty powerful. Well, I'll go to saying. verse 10 again, the great city. It's called the great city. Verse 10 says, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, that great city, Babylon, the mighty yeah. city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. Now, the question is, mm-hmm. mystery Babylon, <laughs> if you've been following us, has it found a home today? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it has. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I want to give the, the, the contrast of Mystery Babylon to the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem is called the Great City as well. It says, And I, John, saw in verse Revelation 22 and 3, And I, John, saw the Holy City, the New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And I think verse 10 says this, um, and he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city. There it is, the great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. God is going to establish his great city and dwell with us. Satan is trying to establish his in the earth. Right. Right? So yes. Now 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 well, I want now go ahead, Pastor. No, I just wanted to say, I mean, something happened with this plague that, that, that has gripped the whole world. Notice, you know, what I'm talking about COVID, what we call COVID nineteen, right? And notice what, what took place. It, it did not initiate here in the United States. It really started in the end at the end of 2019 around the world. But it wasn't right. until it came to the shores of America, right, where literally something happened to our nation. Our nation has not been the same since and will never be the same. Could it be prophecy being fulfilled of this great Babylon, this great city has fallen? Are we there? Is it, you know, what we've been saying, right? And uh, I, that's just something to ponder on. You know, we, we, we've yeah, talked about this about many it. times. We, yeah, we many spoke times. about it uh, the other day when you look at uh, Capitol Hill. It's cased yes. up. Yes, think about that. From wow. there. From there, the agenda is going forth that is changing the world. That's right. That's right. It, it's become, I believe it's become, you know, the, the, it, it, it's a habitation of devils and, and foul spirits and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. What is and- in Capitol Hill right now? Understand this. It's the what's going on there is the same spirit that moved through Pharaoh and that moved through Herod. We are seeing it now. And, and it's and it's all connected, Brother Fernando. It's connected. Because, 
it's an exodus that yes it, it, it is and and then and then what you mentioned about this new jerusalem well let me tell you something right now it's it's made america it's this spirit and it has made america its habitation but it's not its ultimate destination it desires now that this country will go down it will it's going it's heading somewhere where it's always wanted it's always wanted the city of our god jerusalem (laughs) that's what's going to be contend that's what's being contended for and the bible declares it it is his hallelujah it is it is his it it is it, it is the city of our god and that's where the spirit ultimately wants to go and possess but it had to go through this nation as, as this was what was standing in the way, you know, and, and, and yes, Babylon has fallen, the scripture being fulfilled, but it's now heading the attention now to the city of our God. That's what Satan has always wanted. But that belongs, hallelujah, to Jesus. Amen. No, and, and that's why this nation, it's, it, you know, we're saying that it's, it has all the the makings of what the book of Revelation speaks about, the nation of America, because it is the most yes. powerful nation of, yes. of on the face of the earth. And it and it and it is this nation that had to fall to 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 ultimately bring about the events, the unfolding events of prophecy. The fall of this nation is going is still falling. It's going to be great and greater. It's going to shake the planet. Think about that now. The merchants of 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 this great city, right? They're gonna they're gonna wail and 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 mourn for her fall. We are the greatest consumer nation on the face of the planet in the history of mankind. Right, they say that ninety-five uh, percent of, of 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 things that are made, right, that are consumed, is consumed by America. Ninety-five percent of that. Wow. Uh, Brother Marty was saying that he read that one time in the article. You know, it's incredible the consumption of this nation. We mm-hmm. live deliciously. Right. <laughs> Right, so incredible, incredible stuff. Now, now, if you can go to Revelations eleven a, and we'll we'll kind of stop here and, and pick it up tomorrow. Um, but yes. this is incredible. Yes, it says, um, and their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom in Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. This is Jerusalem. It's talking about here, where the two witnesses, their their dead body shall lie in the street of the great city. Again, the great city, right? But but notice what Jerusalem is called here. It's not called the great city as it's called in Revelations twenty one. The the new Jerusalem, the great city, right? This is Jerusalem. It's called notice spiritual Sodom and Egypt. Different. Right. Where our Lord was crucified. 
when Jesus shows up to the scene in Matthew chapter 2, the same spirit that was in Egypt was flowing. He's the Passover. He's our heavenly Moses. And ultimately, it was the spirit that killed him. That's why it says where also our Lord was crucified. Mystery Babylon was in effect here. We see that it's drunken with the blood of the martyrs, the followers of Jesus Christ. This mystery Babylon, the spirit is trying to get rid of me and you. That's why if we go on in the story in Matthew 2, the Lord is given, the angel of the Lord is given strict instructions to his people, to the wise, to, to, to Joseph, where to go and why, because of the intense persecution that is coming. I know this is heavy stuff, but this is, this is what we're seeing here at the very outset of the gospel. The New Testament. We're told what's going to happen. What happened in Jesus' day is, is what's going to happen in our day. The same spirit is moving. Mystery Babylon. Right? It's moving. We're being told and warned to prepare ourselves. Remember King Herod said, told the wise men, hey, you know, you want, you want to know how intense things are about to get? And Brother Marty keeps saying, you better lay low. You better disassociate yourself from them false prophets, from them false brethren. Now you understand why John was a little harsh in his writings, right? Because if you love the world, then the love of God is not in you. You know, he spoke about many being deceived by spirit of Antichrist. Brethren. Think about this for a moment. Herod tells the wise men, hey, when you find him, let me know so I can go and worship him. And they found the child, but they were warned of the Lord that Herod's intentions were not right. And he meant evil, and he would kill them and kill the child, baby Jesus. It's going to get to that point, saint of God. Yeah. So where you're going to have to be careful who you're listening to, who you're talking to. Many are going to have good intentions around you, but the truth of the matter is they're being used of the devil. Now, that's harsh. But that's truth. That's the truth. We're coming to an end here. And I know this is, man, this is kind of heavy stuff, but you know what? In the midst of all that, verse 10 says this. Verse 9 says of Matthew 2, when they had heard the king, they departed. Separation, you see that? And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them. 
till he came and stood over where the young child was. The Lord is leading his people to his son right now. Oh, yes. The Lord is leading the wise to his son. And when they saw the star, the prophecies, prophecy being fulfilled, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They rejoiced because the Son of God had come and visited mankind. He had come to die for them for their sins. Listen. I know things are getting crazy around the world. Mm -hmm. I see it. We all see it. But Jesus is coming back. We're not looking for for this city, this great city that the devil has wants to establish on this earth, Mystery Babylon. The Bible says of Abraham that he sought a city whose builder and maker was God. Oh, yes. He looked for the coming of the Lord. Oh, That's yes. Abraham. He looked for a city, that great city. What city? The New Jerusalem. The Bible says he felt like a stranger and a pilgrim in this land. Think about it. Do you feel like a stranger and a pilgrim in this land, or are you very comfortable with this world? This world is not our home. We're just a passing through. How does the song go, Pastor? You sing it all the time. Which one? Do you, uh, this world is not my home? We're yeah. Just passing by? <laughs> You know, we always sing that, right, and forget the words. <laughs> you know, uh, that's the only part I know. I think Brother Marty does the same thing. Uh, when, you know, and we always ask you for help. So, thanks for that, Pastor. But uh, <laughs> uh, um, little inside joke, people. But uh, this world, <laughs> this world is not our home, brothers and sisters. It's not. It's not. We're seeking for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God Almighty. Yes. We're waiting for the coming of the Lord. Are you dreadful? Are you afraid? Mm. You should be if your eye is on what's coming upon the earth. But if you're looking for his coming, there is exceeding great joy. Mm. Exceeding great joy. To those who love his appearing. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Powerful. <laughs> you know, we learned something. You know, if if uh, as 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 I was, I was listening, that term great city is twofold, right? That's what we were saying, right, Brother Fernando? For one, it means a a a, a great city is a type of of um that habitation, right, that of, of devils that comes, Sodom, Egypt, but it also speaks about the great and holy Jerusalem <laughs> that's descending from heaven. This is powerful. Um, if you if you get a chance to go over chapter 2 of Matthew again, read it again, and, and you will be able to see it with this prophetic lens of the whole thing that took place in that chapter is what took place 
in the Exodus and will take place in our time in some way or shape. But uh, I like that. But they saw the star, hallelujah, Jesus, and they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. That has to be the way we look at things. We must be looking for that city. We must be and live our lives right now as pilgrims of this world. A disconnection totally of all of people, of things, whatever is holding you back, you have to declare those those words. This world is not my home. I'm just a pilgrim passing by. I'm looking for a city. Yes. I'm looking the great John Bunyan, the story of the pilgrim's progress. What kept him many times was he was just looking for that city. Looking for that city. That's what we're doing. We're just a passing by. Just a few more weary days and then we're going to fly away. We're going to fly yeah. away. I I, I want to be like the wise. See, the wise knew what to look for. Isn't it interesting the chief they didn't know. They knew about the prophecies, but they didn't know where to look at. Only the wise did. I want to be like the wise. I want to know where to look to. I just don't want to know the times. They knew the times. I want to be like the sons of Issachar. I want to know what to do in these times. And we're going to have to walk very circumspectly before the Lord, even unto who we reveal these things to. Right? And but also be ready to give an answer that when they ask us about our blessed hope, we know how to respond. We know in whom we have believed. Amen. Did you want to say something uh, else, Brother Fernando? Yeah. I wanted to read that verse. It came to my mind at the end. Uh those verses of Hebrews chapter eleven and it's it's so powerful. It says yes. verse thirteen of chapter eleven, these all died in faith not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they have been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. Amen. Wow. My, my. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. How do you end something like this? This is, uh, it, it, how do you, we can draw uh, strength from this and joy looking for the city. That's why, you know, Paul in Corinthians tells the people, tells us that, uh, the, 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 the many of them, many of them, and that word many is really most of them did not enter the promised land because they lusted after the old, right, of what they had in Egypt. And it's interesting that you bring this verse up where they could have, they had an opportunity to have returned, but they desired a better country, amen? And that is a heavenly place, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called a God, for he had prepared for them. A city, my mind. Nothing else to add to that. We really pray that 
you've been blessed today with this uh, study, and we pray that you have been um, challenged today. And let us see, to, to not just see these things, but to learn how to see prophecy in the Word of God, especially in such a time. We pray that you join us tomorrow as we continue to study these things. And uh, we pray that uh, the Lord will bless you, the Lord keep you. And meanwhile, as always, keep looking up.